ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. A very special edition as Benfica is here stateside next to us. We got a chance to uh, to watch the team play. We'll get into that in a little bit. But tonight, episode number 328 is what we're serving up uh, with me tonight. Dave de Oliveira, how you doing, Dave? Great, Alfredo. Good to be back on here. I uh, didn't get to experience the games firsthand, but uh, from a television perspective, it was great to uh, see all the Benfica out there uh, last night. Yeah, sorry, I have to correct myself. It's actually episode 329. Did I say? I said 328, I believe. 28, that's right. Yeah, 320, 328 was last week, 329 is this week. Also with us, and uh, Cristiano is looking to join us here shortly uh, as we record this, but also with us, Bruno Barros. What's going on, Bruno? I uh I lost my voice a little bit from uh being part of the uh the supporter section but uh, everything is good we won the game and uh, no complaints. Yeah so for those of you that don't know Bruno Bruno's actually been helping uh, myself and and Cristiano out with uh, some of the video portion of uh of our content that we've put out. Uh he was actually uh helping us out uh, yesterday at the at the stadium uh recording some video we were recording some interviews interviewed some people we'll but we'll get into that let's just uh look through uh, what we got uh, going on episode 329 as i mentioned we'll look back at the shivish game we'll also look back at the game against fiorentina which was yesterday as i mentioned and we'll look ahead to what's left in this icc which is a match against ac milan and also very drawing up or, or very close the super cup which is uh not too far it's a, a week from this uh this sunday if i'm not mistaken so looking forward to that looking forward for if you could get uh their season started officially uh but before that it's always nice to having them here stateside and they started their campaign in the icc in uh santa clara uh at levi stadium and 49er stadium playing against shivas shivas which by the way started their season the very following day so uh i don't want to take anything away from Befica, of course but uh uh they played more of a, a second string of shivas because the main players were resting for the start of this their season the following day but take it as as you will it was uh interesting to see how the team has done so far in the preseason uh, a lot of guys gelling already uh but the biggest question uh, that I have, and, and it, it seems to be the biggest question in Befica Nation, is can Seferovic and Raul de Tomás play uh, at the same time and in, in a similar position? Dave, what do you think, man? We got a chance not to see the that pairing twice. What's your opinion? Because it, it seems that it's something that's very polarizing right now. Yeah, you know, like you said, both games they've uh, started off and Bruno Lage has given them uh, both time to get uh, used to each other. Uh, it's good. I still haven't seen too much um, of them uh, playing together, especially uh, Raul Di Tomas. Um, he's not going to be that type of player like uh, Juan Felix was, where he can uh, drop uh, drop in towards the midfield and, and get the ball up to uh, a Seferovic uh, because 
he's more of a, a striker and a finisher himself. So um, I still don't see enough from both of them, but uh, you know what? That's this is what preseason is for to uh, get them some minutes uh, to work together. And uh, I hope that they do find some chemistry because uh, both of them up top would be a very lethal attack for this uh, team going forward in the uh, Portuguese season. But right now it's still kind of early. I haven't seen anything that has impressed me from both of them, but um, yeah, it's still early, way too early. Uh, They're just developing their chemistry right now. Yeah. To me, it it looks like there's two guys that kind of search for the same, uh, areas of the pitch so sometimes and you notice that when uh, Holder Tomas went out in the second half and Jota came in that they, the the team free flowed a, a lot better in that final third Bruno what's your opinion on the the pairing of uh, RDT and Seferovic you think that this is something that could, Laj can make uh, happen Laj himself admitted uh, that this is taking some work but it's has improved uh, but do you, I mean do you really see uh, Laj benching Seferovic, who was the best scorer, uh, best uh, scorer last week, uh, last week, last season, uh, or benching a guy that costs us 22 million. I think Laj is, is going to try to make it work. And, and I don't think we're going to really know whether it works or not until we get into the season. Uh, right now he's just, he's, he's testing it out. He's trying to, uh, put his ideas out to the players and the players are, they're trying to work it out within themselves also. And, you know, he's also trying different positioning. Um, he says he can make it happen. And uh, it's the famous saying in Laj, we trust, right? <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to side with, with Laj's words that he can make it happen. Uh, as of right now, it's, it hasn't been done yet. It hasn't happened, but uh, let's see, let's see what, what he can do. Cristiano just jumped on. Cristiano, what's happening, my brother? What's going on, everybody? Every good, everything good with you? Fantastic, man. Couldn't be any better. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. So, it's, Cristiano, we just got started. We we're just talking about the the Raúl de Tomás Seferovic partnership and how that's a little bit polarizing as to whether or not those two could play together or if they play too similar. Uh, and I know that you have your your own opinion of their pairing. Uh, do you want to share some of that? Um, I think it's a little bit early for anyone to really come down to a conclusion. Um, but it, you know, so far we've seen good signs from both guys. Obviously, the game yesterday against uh, Fiorentina, uh, Raul de Tomas got a nice assist for a tap in goal from Sferovic. Um, there was some good movement uh, from the guys, some good teamwork, some good connection, some good understanding of what the other one likes to do. But again, it's a little bit too early. Uh, we'll see how it goes, how things progress. I know there's one more game on Sunday, and then the real uh, business starts with the following game against Sporting. But, uh, you know, we've seen some positive signs from both guys so far. Right. And, Dave, one of the things that I noticed was the fact that uh, the core of this team seems to be getting the most reps from Lodge. I mean, Diaz and Ferro seem to be the the, the center-back pairing that, that, that Lodge is going to go with. Florentino and Gabriel have seen the most minutes in this preseason despite um, what Samaris has become for this team and how important it was in, in, in uh, last uh, last season. And then you got Raul Tomás and Seferovic. So that, that, that column, that center column, uh, the backbone, if you will, of that team has been getting the most reps. 
do you see Laj changing that back uh, backbone as we get into the season and do the official games? No, I think what these uh, past two lineups, uh, minus the uh, goalkeeper uh, last night, I think that's going to be our starting 11 uh, going forward. Um, it all depends on uh, Andre Almeida's uh, fitness going into the uh, season as well. But uh, Nuno Tavares has been getting a lot of uh, minutes to start up with the defense. And uh, one thing we touched about uh, last season is that uh, Bruno Lodge didn't really have a, a full training camp to uh, implement his ideas, especially uh, defending, because this was a team that had uh, given up a lot of goals uh, last season. I think the most goals in the over the past 10 seasons. So uh, it's one thing I've uh, been looking out for this uh, preseason is how uh, Brunelage has been implementing his uh, defensive uh, schemes. Um, and he's been using uh, the same uh, back line these last couple of games. So repetition, like you said, is uh, going to be key in getting some uh, chemistry built with this uh, defense core because uh, that's one thing I want to see some improvement on from last se- last uh, season is uh, the way that we defend and uh, hopefully keeping more goals out of the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just wrapping up uh, with, the, with the game against Shivas, Really excited about the the California crowd that was able to uh, make it out there. Uh, again, from the two games I've seen so far, not very well attended. Uh, again, uh, I mean, Levi Stadium is a, is a monstrous stadium. Uh, I don't know the final figure uh, final figure as far as attendances go, but uh, there was a lot of Portuguese that came out. Uh, came out and supported the team. Uh, I was happy to to see some of those guys. I know Mr. Mello. Is a huge fan, and he had uh, he had a, a, a huge uh, a huge heart on, if you will, for Benfica being there. He was extremely extremely excited for Benfica being there and and getting to to meet some of these guys. So, uh, big kudos to to a lot of those guys out in California. Uh, they got to watch uh, uh, Benfica, and it seemed like they had a good time. Um, then Benfica. Oh, oh. Ter- I'll give you. I'll give you some attendance figures for that game and the game last night. So in uh, Santa last Clara, night, I know. Santa Clara was 15,724, and uh, last night was 12,141. So we want to talk about uh, Toronto's poor performance of showing up to uh, see Benfica. But Toronto, a couple of years ago when it was against PSG, was 17,843. So I don't want to hear that excuse that Toronto doesn't show up anymore. Calm because... down, Dave. Hey, Dave, calm down. Slow your horses, man. I was in the building. Just because they sold 17,000 seats doesn't mean that there were 17,000 people in the stands. So, hey. love you Canadians, hey? But, you know, we got to slow down a little bit. Now, Cristiano, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And, and uh, last year you were actually involved with the organization. Were you part of the organization? Um, what is, what is the, the, the general consensus in terms of, of these Uh, stadiums that don't sell out uh, to watch these teams. Uh, do you think it has anything to do with ticket prices? Do you think it's the fact that it's the summer and not a lot of people are around? What What do you think? Why the poor attendance? I think it's a combination of all those things. I think ticket prices, a lot of people are away. And then eh, my honest opinion, man, a lot of people are not going to like this part. But I think, you know, the Portuguese fan is is a fan that demands – Uh, quality soccer, and a lot of people won't pay those those asking prices to go watch what they call, you know, a team playing or to watch Wamigabo. They think that these games don't mean anything, so they'd rather save their money. They'd rather go to the beach and, uh, and you know, and waste their money in other ways. And then at the end of the day, also, I think when you're putting a game, again, you know, a Benfica Fiorentina on a Wednesday night, 
when a lot of people have to go to work the next day, I think that also comes into play. So it's a combination of things. But look, I, I, I still think that it could have been better attended. I still think that Benfiquistas could have uh, supported the club uh, a little bit better than what they have so far. But, you know, last year they were here. This year they're here again. I think people are just, you know, become spoiled. Uh, it's unlike years past when Benfica go 10, 12 years without coming and then everyone was – was pretty ecstatic uh, when they got to see him up close and personal. And I think that the, that the new smell uh, as uh, worn off. Yeah. Look, I, I think that the ticket prices, the cheapest ticket you could buy is $45. Uh, that's a lot. And, and couple that with $30 to park with, uh, which Cristiano and I uh, paid for it. I mean, you, you got a, a, $70 just for, for one ticket. Granted, you might take some more people in your car, but it's not something that really attracts it. And I think that, uh, yes, that the quality of the teams attracts fans uh, and star power attracts fans. But when you're faced with uh, $45 and you know you're not buying just one ticket, you want to go with your family, you want to take the kids, you want to take the wife. I mean, this, this turns out to be something that's a, a very expensive uh, outing. Bruno. I know you bought tickets uh, for for Harrison. Um, and and what what is the consensus? I mean, you you obviously you hang out with, with the with that group of fans that kind of emulate themselves after the no name boys uh, from Newark, and they do a very good job, uh, and they did a very good job pulling for the team. But what is the consensus among them? I mean, they go to the games anyway. But there is there any complaints about the price of the tickets being too high? No, not so much. I mean, the on our part, there's really no complaint uh, about ticket prices. I think, you know, even if they were higher, we would still be there because we're, we're that crazy fanatic who's going to go no matter what. And, you know, we're going to do whatever we can for it. But I do agree with with Cristiano that, you know, ticket prices are high, uh, even though that section didn't really complain. I did hear a lot of complaining from other people. Um, I think also the fact that it's summertime and a lot of these Portuguese people are in Portugal, you know, so it's not like they can really be here and, and watch the game. But uh, definitely ticket price has has some involvement in, in uh, lack of audience. Yeah, but I mean, look, if we want to compare Benfica's game and Harrison this year against last year, uh, last year was, was again, Juventus. Granted, Ronaldo wasn't uh, yet with Juventus, uh, but you also got a game that was on s over the weekend. It was an afternoon game. And, of course, a lot of people come out to see uh, Juventus, who has won the, the, the championship for the past 25 years in in, uh, in Italy. So, uh, obviously, people are going to come out. So, I don't know if – I think, like Siena says, it's a combination of, of things. Uh, but uh, here was Befica and Harrison, as Dave mentioned. 12,000 uh, again a lot of um, a lot of the players that we've seen and this as they've mentioned seems to be a lineup uh, and I don't know if Andre Almeida is going to be ready um, to play but this seems to be a lineup that's probably aside from the goalkeeper is going to be a lineup that's going to start against uh, Sporting come Super Cup time on, on the fourth uh, so uh, but look, I I think that uh, it's really been been fun to to watch the the progress of uh, of Benfica and Dave. I don't know if you've noticed how well the team has progressed. Uh, early on, there was those tired legs, there was those almost uh, uh, limited movements because the legs were 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 heavy because of double and triple sessions. 
but what have you seen as far uh, of as an improvement from from game to game this this preseason and especially in this ICC competition? Yeah, of course. You're going to get that with every uh, preseason. You're going to get those heavy legs. Uh, and as you make your way towards the uh, the start of the season, you hope to get those uh, those legs under you and you get uh, those crisp uh, pass and uh, the chemistry between the players. I've uh, been really interested in seeing uh, Nuno Tavares' um, integration into this uh, starting 11. Uh, like you said, it looks like he's going to be in there with uh, Almeida not looking uh, fully fit in time. So been impressed with uh, Nuno Tavares and I um, uh, wasn't too impressed with uh, Zlobin and uh, Svilar uh, last night. But uh, if uh, hopefully we Svilar don't have to in particular. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to count on them as being our starting keeper uh, going forward this season. If we do, we've got some bigger issues. But, yeah, I was not impressed with uh, either one of them last night. Yeah, and, and Bruno, let me, uh, you know, I, I don't think there, there's much we could talk about uh, as far as the game goes. Look, it's a preseason game. Benfica got the win. I thought they played well in the first half. The second half, they were a little bit uh, shakier. I thought Fiorentina came out better in, in the first 15 minutes of the game. Then it was pretty even balanced, and Bifiga was able to to get that uh, winning goal by Kai Lucas at the the dying minutes of uh, of the half, and quite a blast. But Bruno, what I wanted to 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 ask you about um, is is I know that you you're close to these guys, and as I mentioned, uh, these guys that kind of emulate themselves. And they're very diehard supporters of Benfica. These guys that kind of emulate uh, emulate themselves after the no-name boys. Talk to to me about um, how I don't know if you know the story, how this came about, uh, how you guys get together, how you guys plan things. What were some of the things that were planned for for yesterday? Uh, really interested in in finding about that. Yeah, I mean I, this this came about because uh, we're we're just a group of uh, of you know, diehard supporters. And I remember the first year Benfica was here for ICC. We played uh, the Red Bulls in Harrison and, you know, there was, there was no, no one there, no, no like real supporter section. Everyone kind of just sat where they, where they wanted to. So the second time around, we kind of just rallied together as a group and we said, Hey, let's, you know, let's all try to sit together. Let's, really show the team some love and support and and make a little make the Red Bull arena into a mini Stadio de Luz, a mini inferno and uh and show the the players that you know we live the team as much as they do in Portugal even though we're a few thousand miles away um so we decided to 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 just buy tickets in the same section and and that's how it all started and then this year it was the same thing we were all just like you know, we're sitting in the Benfica supporters section and uh, it doesn't really matter where you buy your your tickets as long as they're in that section, because we're going to take over the first three, four rows or however, you know, much of space we need. And a lot of the a lot of the chants that are obviously being sung are, are some of the chants that are used by uh, by the group of organizados, the Depths, or as they like to be called in, in Portugal. Um, anything that, that you guys rehearse or, or is there any, any special chance that you guys, uh, say for a particular time? How, how does it go? Is there somebody that's organizing the chance like a capo or some, somebody like that? They go to choir practice every Wednesday night, Alfredo, 7 PM on Rome street. 
That's how'd you guess it? How'd you guess it? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we, you know, the only, the only really timed uh, chant is uh, the uh, 82nd minute, which is uh, Il Zabu song. Um, and then uh, I believe it's the 82nd minute, if, if I'm not wrong. Other than that, we, we kind of just, uh, there's one main guy that gets, the most of the the groups rallied but every once in a while one of us will throw a, a different song out and we'll all get behind that person and just start chanting it very cool and uh so how was the atmosphere from that section yesterday how was the atmosphere for for you guys and how did everybody uh work out oh just just marvelous i mean it's it's a, a thing of beauty i obviously doesn't compare to the real thing when when you're in lisbon but uh it's it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, we try to rally the whole stadium whenever we can. And I think we did it, you know, the first time we started chanting, Befica. I think we got the, the stadium going, but, uh, at the same time, you know, it, it saddens us a little bit that not more fans are chanting, um, because we really do try to get as many people involved as possible. Uh, but we're, we're going to sing regardless, you know, we're, we're not there to watch the game. We're there to support Benfica and just sing and chant and, and whatever we got to do to to rally everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And and Cristiano and I and yourself, we had a chance to go around before the game during a tailgate time uh, and talk to people. There's going to be some video coming out of, of myself and Cristiano interviewing some people and just documenting some of the fans that were tailgating. Uh, Cristiano, you want, you want to talk a little bit about the – the experience of, of meeting people and talking to people and enjoying their company and getting ready for the game. It was absolutely fantastic, Alfredo. As you know, we have the privilege of doing this podcast each and every single week. And when we show up to a sporting event, uh, you know, a Benfica sporting event, and you have listeners that, you know, obviously they know who you are, but unfortunately, you know, you haven't had the pleasure of meeting them and they're tapping you on the shoulder and they're thanking you for what you've done. It's, you know, it's, it, it feels great. And so, Yesterday, we had the opportunity to, to share a couple of laughs, to share a couple of hugs and, you know, a few minutes with, with these uh, fantastic people that take time out of their day to, to listen to us. And, uh, you know, I had a brilliant time. Uh, you, you interviewed a couple more people than I did. I, uh, I was more uh, involved in the You were behind the scenes. Everybody. Yeah, behind the scenes BSing and making sure that the beer was nice and fresh because, you know, the beer needs to be a certain temperature. And uh, everybody, by the way, got a passing grade yesterday. But you know, it was still still a fun time, and uh, it's always it's always a tremendous pleasure when the Benfica family gets together and we have the opportunity to do this, whether it's here or in Lisbon or wherever it may be. It just it's a fantastic time, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, Bruno, uh, how many of those guys that you were with yesterday are, are actually going to the Boston game? You know, I I really don't know. Uh, it's it's probably not going to happen. I, I don't. I don't think that uh, they'll be going. Yeah, I know quite a few people that are going from here, and Cristiano and, and myself in, included. Uh, and apparently that there, there's a, a bit of uh, of an egging on by the by the, the the Massachusetts crowd or the New England crowd. Uh, they're really looking to prove that they could show up in, in droves. And as you, I can imagine, Benfica hasn't been up in the New England area 
and, and quite a bit. They were in Connecticut about three years ago, but that's not really uh, the Gillette Stadium appearance that they usually have or the Foxborough Stadium that they usually have. So uh, I think that there's there's quite a, a, a huge uh, uh, movement going and uh, getting together for that game. And, and Cristiano and I are obviously looking forward to uh, meeting up with people up there. And as I mentioned, and as we said on Twitter, don't be shy. Come up to us and, and say hello. Um, because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're approachable. We're, we're just like uh, any one of, of you guys. And I'll be glad to, to talk to, to anyone, say hello. Uh, you know, we won't sign autographs because I think we're, we're not at that level yet. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stick around, drink a couple beers and, and, and bullshit with you if, if you want. That's not a big deal for us, and we actually look forward to that. Um, we also we also had the privilege, Alfredo, of speaking to João Martins of Benfica TV. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Guy and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. it was a fun time. So hope you guys enjoyed that as well on the Benfica TV. Looking forward to doing it again on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, the more people that show up, I don't really care about competitions. You know what I mean? It's a piss test. Look, you show up, you support Benfica uh, any way you can. So if more people show up on, on Sunday, fantastic. If it's less people, it is what it is. Just glad that we're going to get to see uh, Benfica up close and personal one more time here on their North American tour. Yeah, Christina, what what have you taken from this preseason? I and I know that you've been you've been to, to practices. You've also had a chance to to connect with some of the guys uh, on the inside from Benfica, from your experience and from the sh the, the friendships that you've made last year when you were uh, involved with the team. What have you taken so far from this preseason, uh, both from perhaps a, a team atmosphere, but as well as watching the team and how the team has progressed in this preseason from a, a playing standpoint. It's all business, man. It's all business. Lodge has everyone on the same page. These guys are working out tough every single day. Guys are motivated. I, I mean, I had the, the privilege of sharing a conversation with a lot of the guys on the other, uh, on Monday. Um, and everybody's pretty much positive, man. And they're just really excited to be playing for lives. They're really excited for this upcoming season. Um, and it's like I said, man, it, it's 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 a tremendous atmosphere around the around the guys, and uh, you know, very positive. Again, I, I know I've said that like three or four times, but that's the message I got from the guys, and that they're very focused on uh, on getting ready and, and motivated to start the season off on the right path. Uh, obviously, have a huge game against uh, the you know city city rival and Sporting in, in, in Algarve for the last year Super Tasa or not last year but they, whatever, whatever is the last year's or this year's it's a Super Tasa right does that count yeah. no, this year's year. whatever it is yeah for this year's Super Tasa um, and the guys are looking forward to getting started man you know uh, everyone's looking forward to 38 uh, but most importantly they just try to get in shape as best as they can so like that they don't skip a beat when the season starts. Yeah, and Cristiano, I know that you got a chance to actually speak to one of your heroes, Tarapt. Did you uh, give him? Did you give him any playing tips? Uh, of course, you know I did. I was, you know, uh, I give everybody playing tips. That's why a lot of people mute me and they don't respond back because I try to teach everyone about playing soccer. Now, nah, but all jokes aside, Tadel Tarapt is a fantastic, uh, fantastic guy, man. He could not have been any nicer to me. We shared a very long conversation. He the best parties in these cutting in and out of what's happened to not just that 
We'll, we'll get as you all conversation. I was a you. I become a bigger fan. Yeah, you uh, you cut out throughout that whole thing. Uh, it was all lies. It was all lies. You guys <laughs> don't worry about it. Hey, I got I a question saying, for you guys that uh, were there. Does it seem like the team was more open with their uh, their fans this year compared to other years that uh, Benfica has been in town? It seemed like they were more open and granted more accessibility to uh, the fans this year. Um, what do you guys think from uh, being on their that side of um, the border? When yeah, team? I, I can I could speak a little bit to that, and and I'll let the other guys also add. Uh, it did. It did seem like that. I I don't think uh, there was a lot of open practices when Rui Vitória was here, and also Benfica didn't have uh, the functions that they had. I mean that that appearance at the Adidas store in Times Square in New York City that was huge. Uh, and then you got a, a couple other appearances. You got the you got the appearances at the Casa, and granted, the not a lot of the players are showing up to that. I don't think any of the players were showing up to that. But you got a you got a real effort by Benfica to kind of open themselves up to to the club. And I know that I mean to the fans. And I know that this is not something that's imposed by relevant sports. I think this is really a good effort. Uh, for Benfica uh, to to really expose themselves and and to really bring the club uh, to the to the supporting fans and a lot of them are paying fans from a distance uh, and I think I said this on the other day on Twitter I don't think they could have picked a better person to be an ambassador of Benfica uh, away from Portugal than Luizão I think that Luizão is 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 a charismatic person. He's a kind person. He's somebody that's open to speaking to fans, always has something to say, always has a smile on his face. And I think that this goes a long way. And I think that when fans see that, they really feel that the club uh, is doing something on purpose and is opening themselves up uh, to them. Cristiano, I know that you've been more involved with the activities and been aware. What is your take from this? I'll share, I'll share this with you guys, right? I, the team... Did not have an open tomorrow, uh, Friday, 10 a.m. There's an open practice at Rutgers University. They did not have an open practice at all this week, but fans still showed up. And Benfica, for the first time that I could recall, they not turn anyone away. They they welcomed everybody in. So even though it wasn't an open practice, you know, they still took them in and they were very welcoming to everyone. So obviously, time you know things have changed. Things have definitely changed. I don't know if it was uh, on purpose, if it was something that they set off to do or not. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, they've been very nice to people. And again, uh, it has everyone talking them up and, and, and nothing but positive things. Let me let me ask you this, Bruno. And I know that this was something that it, when Lodge took over uh, the team last season, uh, one of the first things that he said and, and one of the main di directives and one of the main actions that he took uh, is he wanted uh, to quickly win over the fans, to quickly get the fans back. Do you think that some of these open practices, obviously he is the man that allows the open practices or not. He's the one that determines. Do you think that a lot of this is also coming from Bruno Lage and the way that he wants to captivate the fans to be closer to the team? Oh, I'm sure of it. Um, you know, he definitely, like you said, he's got a lot of say. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of that is coming from him at the same time. You know, he's confident in his work, and I think he has no problem opening uh, uh, opening up the practices to allow anyone to come and watch. 
uh, versus where, you know, maybe another coach is, is not going to be as confident in his work is going to be super secretive about it. And, and Lodge just, just breathes that confidence. And like you said, he wants to, wants to make it a friendly environment. I mean, he just came out recently uh, uh, when we played, uh, I forgot. Oh, uh, Academica, right. He came out after the game and said that, you know, the, the things that happened weren't good. It's not family friendly. Uh, and, you know, that we should, we should stop it. And I think that just goes to show the kind of, kind of guy he is and and what he's trying to do for soccer. Right. He's definitely trying to clean it up. There's definitely an effort from him to, to, as I mentioned, to captivate uh, the fans. So uh, with that uh, New Jersey game uh, done, now the last game of, of the ICC and Benfica actually has a chance of, of winning this ICC for the first time. Uh, they will play Milan uh, this Sunday up at Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Mass. Uh, and then after that, they will have the Super Cup on the 4th, as I mentioned. On the 10th, they will open their season at Stade de Luz. The Stade de Luz, that, by the way, the grass looks a lot, a lot better than uh, when they played uh, uh, against uh, Anderlecht. Uh, so they will open at 9.30 on the 10th of August against uh, Pas Freire, as I mentioned. Um, a, a quick uh, tidbits of, of news that I wanted to uh, to throw out there uh, before we go. Uh, Perin. Uh, and I, you know, I guess I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, so the, the backstory is that Perrin had some surgery on his shoulder during this time. He's been recuperating with the with the surgery. And uh, I think that there was a lot of people high on on Perrin and yourself included. Uh, he comes to Lisbon, apparently fails the medical exams uh, because he's still in recuperation mode. Uh, Benfica, uh, then it was not, not Benfica, but the media announced that the transfer is going to be pushed to uh, to January when he's when he's good and, and ready to go. And now it seems that the transfer has dropped dead altogether. Cristiano, what what are your what are your feelings, man, on this thing, man? Is it, is it just an unfortunate event? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Man. I mean, this is a guy that when he's healthy, um, is a top notch goalkeeper. Let's be honest, guys. If it wasn't for his injury uh, history. He would have never been, you know, uh, on his way to Lisbon and, and, you know, trying to sign with Benfica. This is a top-notch goalkeeper. But, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to get rid of the injury bug. And now it bit him once again. Uh, he looks to be ready by December. And we'll see what happens. We have not heard an official word from anyone at Benfica, whether they've, uh, you know, given up on the on the signing or, if, you know, they'll, they'll revisit um, – the, the possibility of signing them in the January transfer window. I mean, there's just rumors going on back and forth right now. But, you know, it, it's unfortunate because this guy went healthy. He is a fantastic goalkeeper, and I was looking forward to seeing him with, uh, you know, with, with a Benfica shirt. But it looks like right now it's, you know, things are on hold, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, the other piece of news is Benfica confirming uh, the signature of uh, Vinicius, Vinicius uh, for 17 a million. They bought him from Napoli. He was on loan at Monaco uh, last uh, last season. Um, there's there's a there's a lot of people that are high on this guy, and I'll go to each one of you, and I, you can tell me what your expectations is. Uh, I'm very reserved as far as Vinicius Vinicius goes, uh, because yes, he was great um, at Stubel. Uh, he didn't do well at Napoli, 
was loaned to Monaco, or I don't even know if he got a chance to play at Napoli, was loaned to Monaco, uh, struggled to to make a, uh, an impression uh, there or even to get a starting job there. Uh, and now if he could pick him up for $17 million, uh, and look, he could be really good. I just think that at this point, $17 million is a lot to 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 pay for a player like that but Dave I'll start with you man what are your feelings about Vinicius uh and what are your expectations well at least he's a guy that has some experience playing in the uh, Portuguese uh, league like you said last season he spent the first half with uh, Rio Ave uh, scored 14 goals in 20 games with the club before being loaned out to uh, Monaco and even before then he was in the second division with uh, Real Sport uh, club, so um, he does have some experience playing in Portugal. The uh, 17 million uh, euro price tag uh, could raise some eyebrows, but you know, um, when we're bringing in record profits from uh, João Felix, other clubs take notice and they want a, a piece of that pie. So uh, it's just going to inflate all these other prices uh, going forward, and that's just uh, that's not just a problem with Benfica. That's a, a problem altogether in uh soccer so uh clubs know that we've got this uh profit coming in and they want the a piece for themselves so um i'm at least excited to see what he can do with benfica he has that experience uh playing in portugal so uh let's see what he can do uh up top there talking to João felix i was with him today and he says hello to everyone here on the podcast and he wishes benfica nothing but the best just figure i'd drop that in there real quick oh that that's that's very random <laughs> well, you mentioned John Felix, so I figured I'd drop his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> you couldn't get him on tonight. Uh, he's a little bit busy. Uh, uh, Bruno, let me let me ask you this, man. Uh, for the amount of money that we paid, do you really do, do, do you consider this guy uh, somebody that's going to fight for a starting job? I mean, is he going to fight for it? I think so. I think every player is fighting for the starting eleven spot. Uh, is he worth the 17 million? That's, you know, that's a whole different question. Uh, I, I think I'm with you that it might be a little excessive. Uh, but like Dave said, you know, these, these clubs are seeing the uh, kind of transfer fees that Benfica is receiving and uh, everyone wants a piece of the pie. <laughs> and, you know, maybe there, maybe it's not the clubs. Maybe there could be some uh, uh, agent influences in there, uh, which is a whole different, whole different thing Cristiano I'll, I'll let you, it's your turn now I'll let you speak about Vinicius uh, wait and see let's wait and see what happens I like his touch but again need to see him in a Benfica shirt playing getting some minutes before uh, like I did with old Tomas and everybody else all the new guys that arrived at Benfica I need to see a little bit more uh, if Benfica bought him because they believe in him yes you could question the price tag a little bit I mean it seems a little high but uh We'll have to wait and see, see what he adds to the club, and uh, we'll go from there. Is it safe to say that Cadiz is on his way out? Like I said, uh, after, on the first podcast, I said I think we uh, we all had the pleasure of watching his, uh, his forward, his 11-minute stint in a Benfica shirt. Uh, we all saw it, and, <laughs> which, you know, obviously I think I think he'll be loaned out or whatever. I don't think he'll be a part of this club Uh come the start of the season great um the other piece of news is that uh all three jota seferovic and ruben diaz are on the verge of uh renewing their contract and this is this is good news for Benfica, especially for jota who is uh 
who is a player that, that there's quite a bit uh, of talent. He hasn't had a chance yet to explode at, uh, at Benfica, uh, but he's, he's very high, highly regarded because of what he's done um, at the national team level, especially being a uh, European champion. Um, so it will be good if Benfica could secure Jota. Obviously, Ruben Diaz is a guy that right now he should be should be getting a renewal because uh, there's a lot of guys sniffing around, a lot of teams sniffing around, and he should be making uh, a, a bit more money. Uh, I think it's a Fedovic, man. It's just a, a reward for what he did uh, last season. And there's also an intent by the club of saying, look, we got a guy for $20 million, uh, or twenty was it $22 million that we got the Raul de Tomas for? for? $22 million. We got uh, Vinicius for $17 million. Um, we're obviously not going to leave you out in the cold. We're going to tell you that we still have confidence in you, and as a result, we're going to extend your contract, which makes a lot of sense uh, to me that you you give your vote of confidence to a guy that ba that was your, your best scorer last season despite of all the goals that he missed. Dave, what do you think about Serofarovic, man? I know that he's one of your favorites. You got his jersey. Um, good news on right now yeah you know it like you said reward the guy and at the end of the day if it extends his contract if another team wants to come by and uh potentially buy him office we can always say well we've got him signed till this much so you have to pay x amount of dollars to get him out of this contract right but uh yeah reward him for what he's done he's always got a soft spot in my heart and uh yeah good for him good um, I think that's about it, man. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you wanted to add. I'll start with you, Bruno. No, nothing for me to add except, uh, you know, next time Benfica's around Harrison, let's uh, let's make some more noise. And uh, <laughs> I hope that on Sunday, whoever's there makes some noise and show some love and some support. No, yeah. no. From a TV perspective, you guys were definitely loud. I'll give you guys, I'll give the crowd that much. Um, the people that were there, they actually, you could hear it come across the television that uh, lots of support from Benfica um, in the stands there. Cristiano, anything that you want to mention before we make that trip up to uh, Foxborough? Yeah, man. I look forward to seeing you guys out there on Sunday. Um, as Alfredo stated earlier. Uh, don't be afraid to, if you see us, to, to tap, us, tap us on the shoulder and reach out and uh, share a few uh, few laughs with us. Yeah. And, and Cristiano is easy to spot. He's got this aura around him like uh, like the superstar that he is. I, I think I blend a little bit more, but Cristiano is very noticeable. It's easy to pick out Cristiano in a crowd for sure. You're just kissing up. You're just kissing up. Uh, you must be looking for a ride to Boston or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, look, uh, just a, a couple more things. And, and Dave, I don't know if you had anything to, to add. I know that you're a little bit upset that you can come to the game, but I won't get that pot this third. Just Monday Benfica up north to Canada next year. Don't worry, we'll cook them some batatas. Luizon can play for the Raptors. They lost Kawhi, so they need another tall guy up front there and uh all will be good yeah so for my part i i just i want to really thank the, the the guys that uh that took their time and and spoke to us the guys that came up and and introduced themselves i'm not going to name them all because uh i i might forget uh, somebody and i don't want to i don't want to hurt any feelings but you guys all know who you are uh your your kind words uh, and your words of support 
uh, are very good men and and really i was uh i was very touched by the the amount of support that uh that we got from the fans that approached us and took the time to uh to speak to us we hope to find the same type of support and and the same type of fans as we uh move uh into new england for the game on sunday uh so just as I mentioned, don't be shy, man. Just come up and, and say hello and share a postel nata with us or share a sagres with us, and we'll be very happy. Uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much it, man. Um, also, one last thing before uh, before I go, uh, make sure you're checking out if you if you can understand Portuguese, make sure you're checking out Historia Gloriosa. Um, that is a Benfica Independent uh, project uh, that really speaks about the story of Benfica. Uh, the first episode they had the first 10 years, so from formation uh, to uh, the merging of the, the two clubs that then uh, made Sport Lisboa and Benfica. And uh, the second episode is the second decade of, of life. So lots of, of things going on there. Listen to that. It's interesting to find out how uh, football was introduced in Portugal. It's interesting to find out how throughout the time and even in those early times Benfica lost a lot of players to their rivals uh, a lot of the players were unhappy with the rules set at the club by Cosme Damião and I think that speaks a lot uh, about the identity of the club and as Cosme Damião uh, put these rules and really set these rules forward and as people left the club because they were unhappy with the rules or they didn't like the rules. It really helped shape the identity of the club and of Benfica as we know it today. So definitely check that out, man. The first two episodes are out. Uh, Benfica Independent Project, as I mentioned. Uh, if you can understand Portuguese, definitely give that a listen. And it's very, very well done. And there's tons of information there. And it's very um, it's fascinating to hear the story, uh, especially being told by guys that uh, that know it. So um, <clears throat> with that, we'll uh, say goodbye. Uh, this has been uh, episode 328. Bruno uh dave and cristiano have been here my name is alfredo next week we'll be back we'll wrap up the icc look ahead to the super cup and we'll have more news as they, they develop thank you very much for for checking us out and take care everyone i hope to see everyone in boston later <laughs>